Welcome everybody to Wrestling Is Cool as we have Sancho doing the down since day one ish with the, probably the most forced fan interaction chant that I've seen in some time. <laughs> Welcome everybody, Sancho. How's it going, dude? It's going good. It's just it's it's not just me, Us. It's us right now, you know? It, it's yeah. us. It, you know, we were talking a little bit about this, about how a lot of wrestlers nowadays have some sort of like fan interaction thing. But I got to say, you know, I love Jey Uso, but like that hand up and down sometimes feels a little bit forced. We were laughing about, you know, the thought of like being in the front row and being that one guy not doing it because you have yeah. a drink in your hand or something and you feel forced to have to put your drink down just to go up and down. <laughs> Uh, for those audio listeners, we're doing the the arm gesture. Speaking of we which, are. we are now on audio services around the globe, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, wherever it is that you like to, to listen to podcasts, you can now listen to us there. That was a pretty common piece of feedback that we were getting in the YouTube comments, but we're still on YouTube as well, where you can see our beautiful faces. But also on Patreon, you could have seen our beautiful faces three days earlier. Patreon.com slash Santi's app. The link in the description of wherever it is that you're listening or watching this podcast podcast sancho the, yes we we were talking about the rock quite a bit on the monday on the friday night smackdown review that's available only on patreon and a little thing happened all right this guy this is like newcomer this this nxt call of named dwayne the rock johnson made his yeah made his return to the wwe a gut feeling when you when we got the rock back instantly it was hype i mean there's nothing like hearing the if you smell there's nothing like it and the whole top of that stadium blew off in denver um we talked about it at great links in that podcast for wrestling school plus once that nostalgia wears off like the moment after you go but what is it for yeah <laughs> you, you we have to ask this question because The Rock has been constantly talking about WrestleMania in his Young Rock show. He talked about it at great length with the Pat McAfee, how he booked a match with a Roman. It was nothing but a lock, but then it happened at WrestleMania 39. And at the end of the day, Santi, the Attitude Era me absolutely loved it. The one that wants to see wrestling continue to rise and grow in this era questioning was why if the rock's not there to put someone over or put some shine on a storyline then what is he doing there and one thing i want to make clear i know that rock is in some hot water outside of wrestling but it he wouldn't go to wrestling to get positive pr from people outside of wrestling that doesn't make any sense to mm -hmm. me he's always going to be revered in the ring no matter i mean Granted, there's limitations, but basically The Rock is untouchable for us wrestling fans for such a long time that, you know, you know with what he was going down with outside of the ring, with the issues he had with Maui and all that kind of stuff, with Black Adam and people are saying, like, he's trying to take over Hollywood. None of that matters yeah. when you hear, if you smell, for those brief moments of time, especially when, when he's cutting a promo, especially when he's hitting the people's elbow. And you could kind of feel him take it all in, which is kind of cool. I feel like a lot of wrestlers feel like they need a rush moment and the rock is pretty good at you know settling in with it it was pretty cool yeah he i would say he's like the master of just allowing the moment to engulf the arena 
right? Yeah. I think I think uh, more novice wrestlers. If I was if I became a wrestler and if I heard one person chanting my name, I'd be like, yeah, this guy's chanting my name. But The Rock just allows one chant to turn to two, to turn to four, to turn to sixteen. That is the brilliance of The Rock. If you want to see a great example of him doing that, watch him versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania, where they didn't even all they did was stare at each other and oh, and, and they just waited for the arena to engulf itself in cheers. It was absolutely to quote The Rock electric but i think you bring up a really great point which is the question of why okay so if the rock is coming back for a major storyline or a match i think we can agree and i think everybody here can agree it's involving the bloodline and roman reigns it can't involve it can't involve anybody else like that's the thing that we want the rock back for in this episode of smackdown they were very purposeful and very deliberate at keeping away everyone and everything to do with the bloodline away from the rock. Like the, mm -hmm. the only way you could connect the rock to the bloodline is say, okay, well, he had a segment with Austin theory. Austin theory is friends with Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller had a show with John Cena. John Cena had his feud with Jim. So oh my God, the rock versus Roman confirmed. That's like the closest thing we have to degrees of separation between the rock and the bloodline. And like, like they're fairly far apart, which really makes me believe that this is a one-off appearance. Do I love one-off appearances? Sure, absolutely. I'll take the 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 quick nostalgia pop, absolutely. Um, but it's tough to swallow a quick nostalgia pop when he went off on the Pat McAfee show talking about how he was set to have a match with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 39. Like, you can't do that to me, Rock. You can't tell me that you were lined up to have the biggest match in professional wrestling history. Second biggest, I still think The Rock versus John Cena at WrestleMania is bigger, but I digress. You can't tell me that was this close to happening and then just do a one-off appearance. That's that's mean <laughs> at that point. That's just mean. But I think he was uh, fantastic. I'll say Austin Theory held his own much yes. better than he held his own with John Cena. I felt like uh, the, the first encounter with John Cena, he was deer in the headlights, didn't know what to yep. do. And I think he learned from that experience from John Cena absolutely turning him into roadkill and stood his own against the, the Rock. He did perfectly, Ex exactly what he needed to do. If there was no feud being built from Austin Theory, there's no chance, or even Pat McAfee, because we've ever seen that before uh, with Austin Theory. I think this is great. This is perfect for him, and he stood his own, and he it showed this would definitely affect the new heat order for him. But I, I feel the most interesting thing, beyond all the things you said, which I agree with, is they kept him away, The Rock. They kept The Rock away from L.A. Knight. Mm -hmm. Like, he would think a... A, I, I know I, I judge critically of John Cena's rub for LA Knight, but a segment with The Rock does wonders for LA Knight. And not only that, Santi, this was the day that we did not see the LA Knight elbow because The mm -hmm. Rock did the people's elbow. I'm not trying to be a conspiracist. You know, I'm not got the temple. In I'm this episode of Sancho glazing LA night. <laughs> I'm just saying, you would think you would want the hottest wrestler who's selling the most merch to be involved with the program with The Rock because he's the natural bridge between the Attitude Era and the current era. I just think like, hmm, interesting. Yeah, mm. it, it, here's the thing though. Like, I think if you bring, you have a... Uh, and, and I think it goes to those degrees of separation from the bloodline. I think if he has an interaction with LA Knight, he is 
by de facto one degree away from the bloodline. And I think they were being super purposeful of keeping him as far away from the bloodline as possible. Because LA Knight having a feud with Clea, it's going there. It's going there. It it has to go there at this point. And if you have The Rock interact with LA Knight, I think that's too close to having him with the bloodline. And I think they were being super purposeful in terms of keeping The Rock away from anything to do with the bloodline in any capacity. Right, because if, for those of you who don't know, in a promo, LA Knight calls out Roman at the very, very end. Very deliberately, it's pretty yeah. clear that that's his next thing. We don't know when or where. I mean, I feel, after watching this Raw, which we'll get into soon, but I feel like everything that you and I talked about is, like, literally off the table, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It feels like that, the last Raw was a Twilight Zone, and I know I'm jumping ahead, but it just feels bonkers to me. Yeah, coming after this high of of the Rock on SmackDown and into this strange quantum realm, an alternate reality was with Monday Night Raw. I, I wasn't feeling it at all. Okay, before we jump into Monday Night Raw, let's put a quick bow on this Rock topic because sure. a a a discourse that's happening on the internet is that the Rock segment with Pat McAfee on the Pat McAfee Show was disrespectful to the business of professional wrestling because him. Telling the world that that was set for WrestleMania belittles the match that we had, the Cody versus Roman Reigns match. I think that there is a, a, I think, honestly, people are looking for negativity with The Rock wherever it is that they can find it. They're making it seem like The Rock wrote a memoir as if he wrote a book in a a best-selling book on Amazon about how it was supposed to be him, not Cody. And, like, ignoring the fact that this is a talk show and he was asked a question and he answered the question. I don't think that this is disrespectful in any way, shape, or form that he just answered something. And if you, look, if you're angle for this is disrespectful is well now all the people want is the rock versus roman well maybe that's what we should get like is it crazy to think that the people want something maybe we should get that thing i i think it's it it also the match with cody was awesome the match with cody was awesome and and to be that retro like retroactively trying to demonize the rock for something that didn't happen for potentially making something that happened months ago less meaningful, I think is silly. What was disrespectful for Cody was giving another belt to the main card, was the heavyweight. Because then you're like, where does Cody go? That was the most disrespectful thing for Cody because then it's like, where does does he go after Seth? No, he can't go after Seth because then the belt loses its... Uh, his, prominence as yeah. the fighting champion it, it, it becomes the the participation ribbon if that's what cody ends up winning right so it's like where does cody go for this next feud and then what was actually the most disrespectful thing was giving him brock lesnar that did nothing for cody no that was four matches or three matches of of what proving cody's tough we already know cody is tough we've seen him in hell in a cell with a torn pectoral i don't need any more convincing that yeah. cody is the dude the thing about what I was thinking about after hearing that, I thought, I asked myself another question, Santi, and I asked this to you and the people watching and listening now. Do you think, hindsight, the right choice was made knowing that the Bloodline storyline is floundering badly? If the Bloodline ended with Roman losing, so to speak, at that chapter close, Roman loses the belt to Cody, and now we knowing that we know now that the belts have been off the air for a long time, they will continue to be off the air for a long time. Roman now is not even participating in the bloodline. Hmm. And the blood 
Jimmy and Jay are kind of in weird spots, and Solo and Heyman are weird and wonky, and Sami Zayn and KO, like all those group of wrestlers, what would happen if Cody actually won, got the belt at WrestleMania? I actually think it would have been, we would have gotten to where we are now just faster. I think so. I think so. I think that Roman Reigns is still going to be off TV. I still think that he's, I'm sorry, can you show that glass for a second? We, I was supposed to bring this up earlier. For, for video listeners, Sancho has a massive glass of ice and he's pretending that that is a glass of water. In no it, world it, is that is not a glass. That is a glass of ice with a little bit of water. You are just waiting for that thing to melt. That is ridiculous. Well, because I'm talking to you and I'm chatting <laughs> it up, and it, it's it's like someone said in, on X or Twitter. It's an infinite water glitch. Okay, it's basically three glasses of water in one. Okay, as a podcaster, you got to keep the pipes clean, but. I'm in Texas, brother. It's hot out here. That's this fair. Melt just sitting here that's fair. Itself. Yeah, for audio listeners, it is a giant glass of ice. That's that's all it is. <laughs> it's, anyways, I think that we get to this point anyway, because I think where the Roman, like I was of the mind that Roman needed to win that because there were so many threads in the Bloodline storyline that couldn't be told mm-hmm. if he lost. Okay, so what do I mean by that? The storyline of the destruction of the bloodline couldn't be told if Roman loses, because at that point he's done. He's not, he can't be the leader if he's not the head of the table, if he's not winning for his family. If he loses Mm -hmm. that title, the, the bloodline is just done. There's nothing else that can be told beyond that. I was saying we need Roman to win. And I came up with this moniker first. I know the WWE copied me because I said, we need to tell the story of the bloodline civil war, which is exactly what they did in an and I think they were hitting those beats beautifully and they were doing a really great job of continuing what I still believe is the greatest storyline in professional wrestling history. And they fumbled at SummerSlam and I got absolutely ridiculed on Twitter and on YouTube for saying that Jimmy turning was stupid and it was the worst decision ever. And it's going to it borderline ruin the bloodline. And everybody's like, no, man, you need to look at the, you need to look at the fabric of everything that happened. You need to look at what happened three years ago at Elimination Chamber to really make, no, it was dumb. And I was right. There's no way that WWE is looking back at two years worth of Easter eggs to make this thing make sense. It didn't end up making sense. Where Jimmy is, where Jay is, where Roman is, which is nowhere to be found, where Solo is, which is the only one really there on a regular basis alongside Paul Heyman, I still think we get there. Like, I just think that Roman losing at Mania gets us there faster. Mm. Okay. I, I, I'm just, the only reason why I bring it up is I just feel that what works for the bloodline is when we get Roman taking those baby steps. And I feel that Solo, Jimmy, and Jay taking those baby steps are not working for the, the story. They're not moving the needle as much as it needs to be. Because what made Roman so cool and what made this latest version of Roman, which we will talk about later in the Wrestling School Plus, is that I really feel that Roman's promos sold a lot with mm-hmm. the bloodline. And there was a lot of moments where you go like, oh, he said that to the tribal chief? And there was those kind of moments of anything could happen, Roman could explode. And it's just it just doesn't, I think him being on the phone is kind of lame, like, Mm-hmm. Roman wouldn't be on the phone. You think Roman's going to be on a smartphone? <laughs> kind of weird. You know, no, I, mean? I, I 100% agree. And, um, you know, with how, you know, with 
Roman being Roman, regardless of whether he's the champion or not. I think that all of this time off was going to happen regardless, which is why I'm saying is that we would have we, we'd be in the same spot, honestly, yeah. which is yeah. not a great spot. It's it's not a great spot. It would have been we would have been in a really good spot right now had they not fumbled at SummerSlam, you know, with a uh, tribal combat match where no interference is allowed. But hey, let's have two people interfere. Like it it was silly. It was it was in in it really dam it really damaged the storyline as a whole. And I think that they need to do some. I don't know if it's necessarily fixing the storyline, but I I think that. I think we just need Roman back on screen to get us to to feel at ease again. We need yeah. Roman versus LA Knight. We need Roman versus AJ Styles. We just need Roman on screen again to make us care about the storyline and to make us feel at ease that the, you know, that the world title is actually being defended. Point. Yeah. But uh yeah, like the whole Cody thing, it's a tough pill to swallow. It is that but you know like if if the people are saying, oh, I wish we had gotten The Rock versus versus Roman, then I don't think that that's disrespectful to Cody. I just think that, that that's just clearly the bigger match. That's just clearly the bigger match. The better storyline than I need to win for my for my dad, Dusty. Like that. I mean, we've been. Yeah. I feel like I've heard of that one before from Cody and at different places. Yeah. So I need to finish the story. I heard right. he hates that now. <laughs> I'm sure he does. I'm. Per, I mean, it's got meme to kingdom come. It got oh, absolutely oh, meme. Nicely done. Nicely yeah. Done. <laughs> that was unintentional. You're on fire. You're on fire. Son. Um, Jane Cargill to the WWE as of uh, this moment, not confirmed. But like pretty dark, pretty like it's it's about as confirmed as it needs to be. All right, like it's it's basically the microwave is is it's at second three, right? You just oh, you're yeah. just waiting a couple more seconds to get that hot pocket out of there. We have Jade Cargill more or less already in the WWE discussions amok between wrestling fans as to whether or not she should go to the main roster. Does she have that star power? Does she have that skill to be able to make that instant um, debut? Should she go to NXT? Uh, there's people saying she should just go to the performance center she's not good enough to even appear on either of those tv shows i think those people are silly i think those people have never watched aew and uh i think she would be a giant get for the wwe specifically a women's division that feels weak i if i if she were to go anywhere right look i do think that she would benefit from going to nxt and maybe even being the one that dethrones becky lynch but my goodness does that raw roster needs somebody like a Jade Cargill. <laughs> that raw roster needs a Jade Cargill. For the I love of God. So happy you said this. For those of you who don't know, Jade Cargill is an AEW, uh, I guess, champion. She is a phenomenal athlete. Great. Just, just, you look at her, that is a pro wrestling superstar. Yeah, more Jack than Sancho and I combined. She would be Vince's favorite wrestler if she was around during the Attitude Era. Like, it just it makes China look small. Yeah, it, it's, she's amazing. She's amazing. But the point I want to say is that this is like the first, almost the first second shot of an AEW talent going over to WWE. Mm. You first had Cody, and now you have Jade Cargill. You cannot have a AEW champion go to NXT. It just does not work because future signings from AEW don't want that to be said. Oh, if I would jump ship to WWE, I'm point. going down to NXT. That's a great point. And 
that is not going to be a selling point if you're trying to get the future stars. It's just not going to happen. Already, AEW, Ricky Starks is one of them, right, would do really well in the WWE. If, if anybody from, let's say, it's never going to happen, Young Bucks, right? If the Young Bucks come over, they're not going to go to NXT. But you do not want to give ammunition to AEW people to say, why Why would you go to WWE? You're just going to end up on NXT. You're just going to end up being down in developmental. Here you get paid and you're on TV. And you can figure out how to wrestle or do promos. We'll be kind with you on that. So Jade Cargill deserves to be on the main roster. She is a champion. And she will genuinely create natural heat or be a face, whatever. But I think the problem with Nia Jax is what's the term in the wrestling business, go away heat. And a lot of people just don't want to see her. Even though she's doing dastardly things, as a heat should do, I think Jade Cargill, everyone will be excited to see her, and there'll be acceptance of her as a performer if she's a heel or if she's a face, but more so as a heel. I see her as a heel right now. You know, just We need a heel in, in the women's division. And at the same time, last thing I want to say about this is the WWE is the place for women's wrestling. It is the place. It, they they top to bottom with Triple H in charge, or so we think. It has been a great place for women's wrestling. This is right now. It's just lacking a lot. It's of a star lull. Power. It's a it's a it's a lull period. But it's a I'd, very lull period. Yeah. I think it started when Sasha left. I feel like when Sasha left, that kind of created a big hole in the mm-hmm. women's division that they're trying to fill. Yeah, I'll still take uh, the WWE women's roster over 100%. any other uh, wrestling women's roster on the planet today. Like, I, I still think it's stacked. It's just being yes. misutilized. I think it's being misutilized. Uh, that, you know, you mentioned uh, the NXT being developmental. I, I don't hate her going to NXT because NXT is still being televised uh, on a, to a national audience because it's not a WWE network thing. It is... I I'll keep saying it the best wrestling show on the planet and I I love the idea of her being the one that dethrones Becky Lynch I think that would be that would be so 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 cool and if WWE is serious because it sounds like they're making strides towards NXT being a third brand being a a genuine seller of advertisement for them um, I don't hate having star power down there like a, like a Jade yeah. Cargill but out of all of the brands in the WWE that needs her the most it's Monday Night Raw how you want to book her in there hey, hey hear me out um there can be many ways you can have her be by herself I think it would be brilliant to pair her up with MVP I would love that she already had a mouthpiece over in AEW a mouthpiece that I didn't think was very good Personally, I think that Jade Cargill was more interesting when she spoke on the mic than her mouthpiece. But MVP, MVP, that is an all-time mouthpiece right there. I wouldn't, I would not hate her and MVP together. Jade Cargill sells tickets. That's oh, yeah. just it. I mean, just to think about the matches she would have with Bianca Belair. I mean, the that strength versus strength. The matches she would have with Rhea Ripley. I mean, Raquel Rodriguez. Hell yeah. And even Charlotte, they're like there, there is some great matches for Jade Cargill because she is physically just a a monster, a yeah. beast in in a, in a positive way. She could influence a lot in the roster, and I just think that I feel like people are expecting too much sometimes from wrestlers. We don't need to have someone to be the best at promos, the best at everything, right? That I mean, that WWE does a great job of hiding your flaws. Mm-hmm. They do a great job of making sure you're comfortable and putting you in the matches that you work best in. So 
I see her as someone working like short matches, a lot of squash matches at first, just to get her going. Um, but I do not see her squashing a tag team like what they did with Naya. I don't yeah. see that. Um, which was I, yeah. Well, I let's let's talk about that. But overall, we're both happy with the news of Jade Cargill. Mm. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I I love it. I love I'm it. Excited for people to meet her. Like yeah. people. I mean, because there's people that are like I don't watch AEW. I'm a WWE guy forever. You're going to be hyped for Jade. Yeah, I, I'm confident that people are going to love Jade Cargill. I will say, you know, um, I think you made an excellent point um, that has has me rethinking one of my philosophies there because I had the philosophy for a really long time that there are only a handful of people that are, quote, famous enough to make a direct main roster debut um, from non W from never being on WWE, right? Like if a Keith Lee were to come back main roster, because the, the people know a Keith Lee, right? Like how when Braun Strowman came back main roster, um, but like those that have never been in the WWE, I put the likes of MJF, Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay pretty much as the only ones, pretty much as the well only ones. That's what made AJ Styles debut so interesting. Yes. So that so that, that that's actually the catalyst. I'm like there's only a handful of people that can do the AJ Styles thing. Especially right. cuz the AJ Styles thing was at a time where it didn't matter who the heck you were. It didn't matter that you were Prince Devitt, the leader of the Bullet Club or Shinsuke Nakamura, the most famous person in New Japan at the time. You're going to NXT. Unless you're AJ Styles. And I, what I'm saying is that I felt for a long time that there were only a handful of AJ Styles likes that could make a direct main roster debut. But I loved what you said about the image of, of hey, if you're from AEW and you've never been in WWE, you're immediately going to developmental. I think that's going to make people shy of signing with the WWE. I think you made a really, really strong point there. Uh, so I'm going to be rethinking that mindset of just, uh, yeah. hey, you have to be top tier fame around the world if you've never been in the WWE to be a main roster debut and not go to NXT. I think I've, I, you've had, you have me rethinking that. Because Sammy's not going to NXT, bro. Like Garar? Yeah, Garar. He ain't going there. Mm. He's too, his ego right now is is too won't let him. But he he does not deserve to be in NXT. Honestly, I think Keith Lee would benefit from being in NXT because that's where he's revealed yeah. the most. Yeah. But I digress. I know what you're saying, but yes, you cannot do that because AEW is going to be the place where WWE is going to be looking at talent, and yeah. you you want to foster a good relationship in that regard business is business when it comes down to it and from what i understand everyone at AEW is happy that jade is going to go to uh wwe yeah so you mentioned nia Jax. we'll keep this one brief so uh <laughs> nia Jax uh on this episode of monday night raw completely obliterated what's remaining of the women's tag team division and not that i don't want to i don't want to use this as the i don't love nia Jax bandwagon because i've already been pretty it's vocal i don't love it i don't love it this was not her fault this is booking this is 100 percent writing and booking i don't understand the idea behind this i i look what does nia Jax benefit from from squashing four women that are not you know i guess top tier echelon but those mm. four women absolutely were damaged by this it's like chelsea green piper nevin uh shayna baszler and and um, zoe and zoe stark were all slowly making their way up they were mm -hmm. all doing the right things to get on television to get 
fan support behind them. Chelsea Green is an absolute gem. This is the most interested I've been in Piper Nevin. I love the idea of the two most badass women having a tag team based purely based on who's more badass, me or you. Anything that you can do, I can do better. And all of that just getting thrown out the window by all four of them getting owned and destroyed by Nia Jax. I don't get that. I don't understand that in any capacity. And that is not hate towards Nia Jax. That is hate to whoever made that decision because you just completely obliterated whatever chance there was of slowly rebuilding that women's tag team division. And I think you could have rebuilt it around those four because those four were becoming really interesting. I only have a few words about this one. Hit me. I'm convinced it's Vince. That's You're, right. Oh. I'm convinced it's Vince. <laughs> New segment, folks. New segment, folks. If something really is quirky on Monday Night Raw, it has to be Vince. What, um, what other Vinceisms did did you did you think we oh, had on Monday Night Raw? <laughs> Natalia wrestling Becky Lynch. Oh like, my goodness! I'm convinced that's Vince. Throw Natalia. Uh, but honestly, going to Nia Jax. This reminds me, do you remember this? It's very, very recently, by the way, when Braun Strowman yes. destroyed the tag. It's the same thing. Everyone hated it then. We hate we it hate now. It then. We hate it now. That was when Claudio in the bar, or I mean, Cesaro and, and Sheamus, they were doing some things. The and Street were Profits cooking. were in the there as well. Profits were cooking. There were so many good things happening in the tag division. And Braun Strowman came back, destroyed them all, and then he won WrestleMania with a kid, right? Is that that I, I was think that's it. I think that's it, yeah. And it took a long time for the tag division to come back. It took like it took a lot of call-ups to fail from NXT. The um the ac what is it, the acolyte looking dudes, whatever you Oh, know what yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it took a while, man. It took it a took while. A long time. And that's just showing you one bad booking decision, one bad angle could destroy a whole division. When you have your women's tag champion, even though she's she's supposed to be a a, a heel, sure. get destroyed in that fashion and the up and coming get destroyed, you just burn like the crops for this year and next year. There's nothing gonna happen in that tag division. It I see it as a hard reset for that tag division. Maybe they throw a tournament, but I think this is a, they thought this is a great way to get Nia Heat, but Go away heat. It's go away heat, which if you don't know, it's a term they use for Xbox. When X Xbox was running around, he was just being an annoying little dude. No one didn't want to see him. They just wanted to see DX, but Xbox was part of it. Away. The point I wanted to make is Naya's already hated as a heel. She doesn't need to do anything extra. Her walking into an arena, you hate her. And just like Dominic, they did nothing to make Dominic a heel. Let me make that clear. Dominic started getting heat his own way as organic they, they was it was organic they didn't book him as a heel he was sure interfered all they did was give him Rhea Ripley as his mommy that's all they did and everyone started booing him Nia Jax yes has a tainted history in the ring but we don't need anything extra to, to actually hate her as a heel because we already do she just what she needs to do is just squash someone's opportunity take someone else's opportunity not let someone like she already did it with Raquel so we already boom she's in the picture just have her have a a grudge with Raquel and have some banger 
you know, meat on meat matches over there. You know what I mean? The powerhouse versus powerhouse. That's what I want to see. Not Nia destroying the an innocent tag team division. Yeah. They, well, it, I think the the one that hurt the most was definitely Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark. Like, they, I think they were doing a really good job of making them like legitimate threats, legitimate tag teams and, and building them up. I mean, they spent time with Zoe Stark with Trish Stratus and they spent time Ruined. with Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. And Ronda Ruined. Ruined. All that for nothing. Nothing. Ronda Rousey, I know people didn't like the end of her run, but she gave the rub to Shayna and it's for nothing. Yeah, yeah, just to, to be squashed in, in a tag team division that was already foundering that I think could have been Monday built around them. Raw. Yeah. On a Monday Night Raw. No, it was highly disappointing. But that wasn't the only, uh, it must be Vince, right? I don't think this is the only I'm convinced it's Vince. It's Vince. <laughs> what else do we have for I'm convinced it's Vince? Becky Lynch, man. Becky Lynch coming out on Raw saying that she's going to give an opportunity to an uppercomer. <laughs> it, it felt like she read a script and didn't realize there was a script change midway through the promo. Because for those of you who know, she got the NXT championship and now she's here on Monday Night Raw to give like the greatest spotlight. This is basically the NXT mania at the Raw type vibe. This is after the fresh championship. Tiffany Stratton, right? Dropping mm -hmm. the belt to Becky. And now we have the NXT champion, which is always a delight for NXT. This is always a bridge when the champion shows up on Raw or the main stage. We saw it with a KO and John Cena. And to have Natalia come out. Yeah. No disrespect. Yeah, no, all the flowers to Natalia. All the flowers, all the flowers to Natalia. She's a legend, future Hall of Famer. I, I loved her dad. I loved the legacy of the Hart Foundation. I loved the sharpshooter. I want to see her have a champion at one point because she's really cool. Like, she puts in the great, she's a great workhorse, great yeah, worker. Absolutely. But you cannot have an NXT belt, which is, I know you're saying it's a third brand, but truly it's an opportunity to give a spotlight to anybody else. There's a roster full of women down there, and there's a roster full of women currently that deserve. I mean, imagine if, if uh, I mean, if Zoe Stark got that, made that call. I mean, that's a fun match already. And there's just so many opportunities, and I don't think it kind of, okay, no disrespect to you, Santi, and I know you're about to catch a stray here. You you ready? Hit me. It's like Randy Orton and John Cena, all what right? You, what are you doing here? Why do you have to do I'm just this? Saying, I'm just saying, we've seen Natalia and Becky so many times. If John Cena came out and he was like, I'm going to give an opportunity to an uppercoming for the U.S. belt and Randy's music hit, would you have the same reaction? No. Of well... Uh, I mean, we're talking about one of the greatest great, rivalries of all time. So. Right, but if there was a great NXT, like, up-and-comer... Yes. And John was there, was like, hey, I'm going to give a true. thing... And you were so excited that Grayson Waller was going to come out there, or even at the time, KO, right? If it was Randy Orton that answered it the call... Been it would have been disappointing. It would have been weird, for sure. It's, it's the same thing here. Yeah. And I'm, saying, I'm not saying Natalia and Becky... Everybody out there are like John and Randy. I'm just saying it's the same <laughs> thing. If we've already seen them, like they're, they, we know they could put on a good match. But yeah. the 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 thought of like a Sami Zayn beating John Cena would, was like, oh my God, is Sami going to do this? He could totally beat John. It's so close. He hit him with a haluva kick, right? Granted, he dislocated his shoulder during the celebration. That's what I was expecting when this when yeah, Becky was a hundred percent. I I was so excited and I, and. and 
in my reaction video, I'm like, ooh, who could this be? I'm like, maybe this could be, I said, maybe like, I said, maybe a Zoe Stark, maybe an up and comer, maybe somebody that doesn't get TV time, like a Tegan Knox, who was originally supposed to be the case. Xia Li is over on main event, always putting matches on, on main event. Maybe somebody who was on the, potentially on their way to the main roster, like a Cora Jade. I even said, imagine if it's Jade Cargill. And that's the beauty of, of these open challenges. It, it, it just, it, it allows our imagination to run wild, especially when it comes to a title like the NXT title, a title that is supposed to be for the up and comers. That's what it's supposed to be for. And mm -hmm. when somebody like Becky Lynch holds that title, it makes it even more special to allow somebody that doesn't get TV time to somebody who's in the up and coming to not only get an NXT title shot, but get an NXT title shot against the Hall of Famer, to get an NXT title shot against a main eventer at WrestleMania, to get a main, uh, to get a title shot against one of the greatest women to ever do it and again no disrespect to natalia because i will sit here and i will defend natalia to the bone she is one of the most influential women's wrestler of all time she oh, is yeah. one of the very few women that actually had professional wrestling skill during the divas era and she was mm -hmm. Putting that division on her back in through to the women's evolution i think that she was vital in making that absolutely happen but uh yeah this was the best way I can describe it, it was a wah wah because there were our our imagination was running wild with so many possibilities, so many possibilities. You could have had Natalia be the valet to whoever is challenging her if you want sure. Natalia to add some cred to the challenger. You mentioned Jade Cargill in Matt. Hear me out. <laughs> if, if if Jade came out and got a DQ against Becky. And then cut a promo saying, I'm not here for the NXT belt. Oh, yeah. I'm here for the Raw Women's Championship belt. Then you're like, oh, this Jade is means business. She destroyed Becky, or she is ruthless against Becky. She's a monster. Now you build up Jade. Granted, I mean, contracts may have been a thing, but who knows? It still may happen. Yeah, I'm just if saying, Becky, like, imagine that's Becky, that's where our, our imagination right, was. Right, right. If Becky, imagine if Becky goes down to NXT and says, Hey, I'm gonna have an open champion, and it's Jade Cargill, right? Comes out in NXT, and then Jade cuts the promo. I'm not here for NXT. I'm going to Raw. I'll see you Monday. <laughs> so, yeah, this I, this had Vince written all over, it, especially because the, yeah, the report was that Tegan Knox was supposed to get that chance, and that would have been such a pleasant surprise. I'm not look. When it comes to greatest of all time, Natalia is so many leagues above Tegan Knox. It's not the the point isn't that Tegan Knox was is better in the ring and would have given us a better match. The point is that we were expecting a new up and comer, somebody who didn't get TV time, somebody that we can showcase with these open challenges. And I think mm -hmm. maybe maybe we were just spoiled by the John Cena open challenge. Maybe that's just the case, but that's, that's the true. expectation nowadays. That is the expectation nowadays because that John Cena open challenge was like the best part of Monday Night Raw. Who's going to yep. come out? Because I remember the Sami Zayn one, not sure if you remember those that are listening and watching at home it was actually answered by bret hart who then came out and said this is actually for Sami Zayn," which i would have loved for natalia to maybe do something right. similar like that we're like hey i'm actually here to introduce 
Tegan Knox. I've been I've been training this girl. I think this girl's been looking for this opportunity. She just needs a chance. She just needs a chance for people to to, to see her. Not only do are we getting the the NXT the NXT championship rub, the Becky Lynch rub, the on television rub, but now we're getting the rub from a legend, oh, Natalia. Yeah. Uh, it, it could have just been done much, much better. And I also think, though, our expectations are severely too high because of the John Cena Open Challenge. I, I mean, we're wrestling fans. Yeah. We, all, we, all, we It's not necessarily we, we don't like what we saw. We just know that, that it could have been better. <laughs> I didn't like what I saw. I'll, I'll I, say, I, mean, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it, yeah. but I'm not saying, I'm not, it's, not, it's not because of the women that were wrestling. I just know that there was a better answer. Yeah. That was not the yeah. solution. There's a better answer to what you win. Hey, it could they could fix it. Becky yeah. Lynch could do it again, and it could surprise us. But what a wasted opportunity to do it for the first one. So, who do you think booked the Chad Gable segment? Oh, who I'm are you convinced, convinced it was? It's Vince, baby. <laughs> and I'm convinced it's Vince. What a bummer. We literally spent two weeks of this podcast hyping up Fast Lane Chad Gable versus Gunther. Chad winning. Literally, Chad, that was the route we had. We predicted it. You sacrificed your children's happiness for you to lose to Gunther in a, such a dramatic fashion. And then I was so shocked that when Bronson Reed, I was like, oh, this is great. This continues the legacy that Chad is a tough dude. Yeah. Chad could take out a big yeah. guy easy. I was excited he, for the match at I first. I was like, this is going to yeah. be great. I mean, Bronson Reed's a great guy. He could, he could put on a, a physical match and he is nimble kind of reminds me of bam bam bigelow and then the type Ooh, of vibe. that's a good comparison yeah. yeah but then for it to i honestly thought and correct me if i'm you thought the same way that i thought chad got hurt when he, he countered the the, the swanton or the sit out and it sounded like his knee just popped but i don't maybe maybe i got work there but yeah. i was just like ooh. yeah so so we are recording this like literally the night after like the day after monday night raw so any reports of injuries haven't come out we don't know anything about that um plus we don't really read too many dirt sheets as is but um i lost my train of thought what was i talking about oh you think that he might have been yep. injured I, it, it, he looked off right like especially when um, when that tsunami landed it looked yeah, like there dude. was nobody home it, it looked like it, there was nobody home in his eyes. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the the thing about Chad Gable is he was putting his body through a lot against Gunther, and he was doing a lot of high flying. Like he, I think Chad put it all on the table for this run. And regardless of what the decision was or why, just to see it in this way, yeah, I I'm convinced it's over. Um, you can't really come back from getting beaten by Bronson Reed, who has yeah. no, had nothing going for him anyway. He Look, was... I will say this. Look, when it comes to Chad Gable and what happened to him on Monday Night Raw, it is over between him and Gunther. There are a lot of people on the internet saying, hey, just wait, this is long-term storytelling. It is not. I have watched wrestling long enough to know that they have clearly put the Chad Gable versus Gunther storyline aside. Let me show you a couple of the examples, and some of them are outwardly obvious. Next week, we have Otis versus Bronson Reed, so clearly they're continuing Bronson Reed versus the Alpha Academy. We now have Gunther setting his eyes on, on, on Ciampa. Ciampa setting his eyes on Gunther like that's clearly where they're gonna go I promise you I promise you they're not coming back to Chad Gable in the Intercontinental Championship match I'm I've watched too much wrestling to know how this goes now 
All right, I want to be optimistic about this, but I, I am good enough at reading the room and reading what's happening on television to connect the dots that we are not seeing Chad Gable in that title picture again. And here's the thing. If I if you come back to this video six months later and say, haha, you're wrong. Chad Gable's the Intercontinental Champion. Joke's on you because I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong about this. But for me, it's like, why put him over? Why have Bronson Reed beat Chad clean? Clean, though? clean. The only thing, if you want Chad to still look strong and still look like, oh, maybe he could be an intercontinental champion, is have some heel dastardly things. Let Braun take off the turnbuckle. Let let uh, Bronson Reed, I'm sorry, Bronson Reed take off the turnbuckle. Let Bronson Reed grab the tights. Let Bronson Reed grab the rope. There's just so many options that you could have done to get the same result. And then Otis goes, you cheated. That's not the Alpha Academy way. I'm going to beat you or you hurt Chad on purpose. You're not a professional. I'm going to fight uh, you, Bronson, in, in, in kind of like a standing up for the Alpha Academy. Sure, I'll buy that. Keep Chad Gable off of TV for a bit. Sure. But he Give lost claim. But he lost claim. That's the thing. He That's what ruins clean. it. He lost yes. claim. He completely lost claim. You can't you can't even convince me on a storyline of hey, That's now it's mean. just and now it's the hardships of, of Chad Gable. He has to climb his way back up. Stop. All right. The hardship storyline. Gunther. It, was Gunther. It, that was the that, hardship. That's the hardship. All right. That is the hardship. We saw his kids cry for God's sake. Losing clean to Bronson Reed is not the start of the hardships. It's not. This is this is the WWE saying we're not continuing with the storyline, even though I believe personally that Chad Gable has been the fastest rising babyface on the entire roster. I've I've it's been a while since I've seen somebody go from zero to hero so quickly. Well, Sammy would be the, the one or that, but that was a long grow. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. See what you're saying. It was like nuclear microwave. So my question for you is now who takes the belt off of Gunther? at this point i don't see champa doing it i i no. i don't see like in terms I of johnny gargano and champa are the same like in limbo yeah for everything that they do yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i think at this point keep it on him until it's lead Ilya dragunov and and have Ilya dragunov win in a 20-star match at this point like if it's not chad gable i i, I don't want to see anybody else if it's not chad gable interesting so you want to continue the international flair for the intercontinental champion? Heck yeah, heck okay. yeah, absolutely. I yeah, I, I like. So where I, does Gunther go? Does Gunther just chill? world title picture, man? World title oh, picture. You, I, I, I mean, I could, dude, call me crazy. I could see him holding up both the intercontinental championship and the world heavyweight championship at WrestleMania. Oh. I think he could be dual champion. Oh no! Spread the love, baby. Spread the love. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. The roster's too too deep to have people hold on belts <laughs> fair enough all right uh okay so i'm just looking at my show notes here let's talk about cm punk cm punk um potentially returning to the wwe now this is all wrestling fans connecting dots that might not even exist which is why this isn't the headlining topic of the show otherwise yeah. it definitely would have been the Pepe Silva thing you know yeah yeah so all we have to go off of is that CM Punk was on a oh I can't I didn't write yeah, it in he, my he notes was, he, he, he a, was like he was doing commentary for yeah uh, for like a the, UFC minors league MMA. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It was an, an, an MMA organization and one of his co-announcers uh, asked him well do you have 
have a lot of time on your hands. And CM Punk simply replied, well, I do for the next two months. And that was enough to set the internet Twitter X on fire. Oh my goodness, CM Punk to WWE in two months confirmed. So what could this mean? CM Punk in two months to the WWE, it could be two months because uh, that's when Survivor Series is. And mm-hmm. Survivor Series is in Chicago. It's like a good place for him to come back to the WWE. Maybe the two. Place. Yeah, it, it actually is the perfect place, uh, especially because Survivor Series is synonymous with debuts and returns. So I think it, it, it would actually be a, a legitimately fantastic place. Um, that's like the best case scenario for wrestling fans. But like the more likely scenario is that that's just when his non-compete clause ends. And maybe that's when he's allowed to do TV shows. Well, there aren't any at the moment. Maybe this is when he's allowed to uh, participate in independent promotions, Impact, New Japan, whatever it might be. This might be this is when he in two months he returns to wrestling. It doesn't necessarily mean he returns to the WWE. Of course, everybody is connecting those threads. Would you like to see Punk in WWE again? I think we talked about this at length already, but I the reason why I would like to see CM Punk in it because I think his time at the end of WWE's his run wasn't really good. Like mm-hmm. he had a great, you know, the the pipe bomb and all that kind of stuff. He had some great matches in WrestleMania. I think it'd be nice for him to get that main card at WrestleMania. That'd be a great way to end his career. I mean, you cannot deny that Punk was a big factor during the PG era that helped keep the brand up, to help be the anti-hero to John Cena, to get people back into wrestling. A lot of people love wrestling because of CM Punk. And I think he had such a... It's kind of like an odyssey of a career post-WWE. His stints at the UFC, getting destroyed in the UFC octagon, him having his weird run with AEW where he brought back the magic of CM Punk and having the legions of fans and then creating a new show for AEW for that to all blow up in his face in two different backstage brawls, which makes no sense for him. I'm not judging him as a character, as a person. I'm judging him as the pro wrestler CM Punk. We just need him to have a final good story in WWE. And I think at the end of the day, when he's a Hall of Famer, we will remember him having, oh man, when when Punk came back and he stared down at, I'm not saying, hear me out. I'm not saying he's going to stare down Roman, but if he, oh, he came back and he stared down Roman Reigns and all of a sudden we had Roman versus CM Punk at WrestleMania, you know, bloodline. And then he could even be straight edge Punk at that point, right? There's just so many options for him in the WWE. I don't think he goes to New Japan. I think they wrestle too stiff for him. You know, there's just too much of a car wreck over there or at different, like, smaller things. I think that WWE, with Triple H involved, and the concerning Vince likes him, I think the WWE would be a great place to sunset himself as a pro wrestler, to put the boots on the mat for him, you know what I mean? Yeah. This sounds right. It does sound right. I, I I personally would love to see it. Um, you know, like there's the always the question of like, oh, like what could he? How may how might he negatively influence the WWE locker room, dude? Like he is he's such a small he's a spoke on the wheel in WWE. Without him, the wheel keeps moving. To use a quote from actual CM Punk in the in the pipe bomb. But in AEW, like he was like 25 percent of their business. <laughs> like in terms of yes. mercy, like he was a critical aspect of of AEW's business model. To, so much so to the it, point that they created an entire show for him in the WWE. He's just another dude. He's just another dude. Him having a blow up, him having anger problems in a WWE locker room doesn't impact anything. He's just too. He's he's not 
He, he's not too he's not an impactful enough member of the roster at that point to to impact the morale i think and i think that he'd be too he's too big to to have him just kick him out i mean that's enzo amori was a problem in the locker room and he was small enough just to boot him out with no mm -hmm. problem no remorse i i just think that cm punk they they the wwe knows how to work with personalities that don't gel well i mean Look at the look at the years of the when WCW came over to WWE. There was so much big egos yeah. and so much turmoil, and 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 I just I I just feel like yeah, WWE needs Punk because the actor strike, the writer strike. There's nothing hot happening, and Monday Night Raw is going up up against Monday Night Football, and it is losing. It's getting destroyed badly. Yeah, and right now. <laughs> Monday Night Raw is having the worst lull, the worst possible timing for its lull. I mean, who knows? Maybe they're just chilling because of Monday Night Football. But we all know as wrestling fans, Monday Night Football is the biggest, biggest soul sucker when it comes to storylines and having big pops. If you were to tell me that CM Punk is on Raw, that's, that's must-watch TV. It absolutely makes it must-watch TV. I'm 100% there with you. Uh, yeah, no, that beast that is Monday Night uh, Monday Night Football is just... I, I, I feel it. I feel it that, like, in the writing and in the, in, mm -hmm. in the show as a whole, it almost just feels like, well, why try? Why try when we're, we're just... Like, we're, our ratings are going to come over on SmackDown. And what I heard was, because of the writers and actors, right, ABC is leaning more into Monday Night Football. They're putting two games. Yeah. Two games. A lot of more two games on Monday Night Football. So that's that's yeah, that's stuff. Maybe maybe we're gonna start getting Wednesday Night Wars and Raw pops over to 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 Wednesday nights for a little while. Obviously that won't happen. But uh, all right, so we have the new new Heat Order. So oh yes. Tell everybody what the new Heat Order is. For those of you who know, this is a this is a very very serious list, a very fun time as well, where we talked about all the wrestlers that appeared on television and we put them on the list of the new Heat order. And this is not necessarily who's the best wrestler. This is just who's doing really good stuff, who's doing exactly what they need to do, and who is like buzzing among on the the internets and all afterwards when the show's over. Who are we still talking about? Who are we excited to see? So here's the list so far, starting at twenty. Xavier Woods. 19th, Drew McIntyre, 18th, Asuka, and 17th, Damian, 16th, Finn, 15th, Jimmy, 14th, Charlotte, 13th, Dominic, 12th, AJ Styles, 11th, Raquel Rodriguez, Seth Rollins at 10, Nakamura at 9, Rhea Ripley at 8, Miz at 7, Street Business at 6, 5, LA Knight, 4, Jay Uso, 3, Chad Gable, 2, Gunther, and 1, Nia Jax. So this new, new heat order was right after Nia Jax's appearance. So we have a new task here, Santi, mm. to add the Rock Smackdown and Vince's Raw, that I'm convinced it's Vince Raw, to the new, new heat order. We'll start first, Santi. And I've made a, a, a table, so this is going to be easier. Oh, okay. All right. Pat McAfee, does he crack the top 20? He's two. He is two. For what? this week, he's two. He's two. You already know what number one's going to be. Okay. For this week, Pat McAfee, what, like the, the headlines that he was able to help bring, uh, I still think that he was uh, an instrumental thread to connect The Rock to the WWE. Um, yeah, he, we, I got to put him on number two for this week. I have I to put him on number two. 
Pat Mack at number two. And Austin, wait, 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 okay, we're okay, not there yet. Okay. It's by order of appearance, Santi. Okay. Uh, Austin Theory, does he crack the top 20 after this appearance? Was he not in the top 20? Was not in the top 20. Put him in three. Put him in three. Put him in three for this week. For this week, put him in three. Wow. Okay. Put him in three. Austin Theory. The Rock. Number one. Number one. Look, obviously, The Rock generated so many insane headlines, but Austin Theory, I mean, he got The Rock rub. Um, he hung toe-to-toe with The Rock there. It was really a two-on-one bickering match because it was both Pat McAfee and The Rock versus Austin Theory, and I think he held his own really, really well and came out looking like a million bucks. All right. So we have now AJ Styles in a match with Finn Balor. AJ Styles currently in 12th. Yeah, we got we to gotta move AJ Styles up, uh, making the save on Cena there, uh, clearly setting up something big for... Uh, a, I need to come up with a funny bodybuilding name for AJ Styles because that man is getting swole. AJ Stacks? AJ, AJ Stacks. Stacks. <laughs> yes. Where do we put AJ Stacks? Uh, let's put AJ Stacks. I want him to crack the top 10. Let's go ahead and put him at 7. Okay, so below or above The Miz? Above The, the Miz, Miz this seven. week. Okay. Above The Miz this week. I'm doing this in a weird way. Hopefully it works out. <laughs> All right. AJ Stacks, dude. AJ Stacks, dude. I, I want to know what he's taking, man. <laughs> uh, Finn Balor. Finn Balor currently sitting at 16. Does Finn move up the list? Uh, he didn't really get to do too much this week. And what he did do, he kind of just lost. He failed to recruit any of the Usos and he lost. So I'll keep him down there. All right. Next, we have Damien. Same thing, wherever he is. Yeah. He is currently in 17th. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dominic. Where do I have him right now? He's currently in 13th. In 13th. Um, I'm going to move him down a little bit. He didn't really do too much this week either. So let's put him right above Finn. Okay. So he slides down. Dominic. I feel like this list is gonna bite me, but I'm 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 praying it works out. Jimmy Uso, who is in fifteenth, does he move up and down the new new heat list? No. New heat list. No, I'll keep okay. Jimmy. All right. Uh let's see. Okay. So Jimmy will go sixteenth now, right? Yes. Okay. And then Finn and Damien slide down to seventeenth and eighteenth, respectfully. And that will push Drew and Xavier Woods and Asuka off for the moment. Okay. So Dominic is above Jimmy and Finn. And okay. Damien is, is down there as well because Damien did nothing. Okay. Okay. I'm cracking this out. The LWO, not going to crack the list. No, okay. never. Street, street Profits. I like what they did. Six. I like what they did this week, uh, showing like a, a nastier side of themselves. I'll keep them where they are. Okay. They're currently sitting at six. Yeah. LA Knights at fifth. I'm going to keep him there. I'm going to keep him there. I feel com- I feel comfortable with him there, especially with uh, the clear setup of him and the bloodline. And he beat the uh-huh. Miz a clean in what I would assume is the, the finale of their feud. Does Miz lose his spot currently in eighth? I'm going to take the Miz off the top 20. Okay. Lost Miz the feud, is- and I think he needs to rebuild himself back up. We need to see what the Miz is all about uh, after this feud. All right. Bailey. And damage control. I don't think they crocked the top no. after that match. Was no, they don't. No, no. We talked about it during the review yeah. that she is a shell of her former. Yeah, self. and EO wasn't even on the show, so no, 
which is weird. Asuka, part of that match, is currently sitting on right now in the 20 spot. I'll she's keep her there. Good. She's kind of like her win wasn't very impressive either. Okay. Of course, Asuka chasing the belts. Now we move over. Nope, we're almost there. John Cena. Does he crack the top 20 yeah. this time? Yeah, I'll put Cena right behind LA Knight. Okay, so that will move the Street Profits down to... Seven. Yeah, because he wasn't there last week, so he wasn't even on the list. Okay, I'll put John Cena. So you're going to put them above, right below LA Knight. Yes. Okay. okay. All right, making some great moves, John Cena. And then that brings us to Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller, where's he at? Grayson Waller is not in the top 20. Yeah, I think he needs to crack the top 20. Uh, let's let's put him in the 12th slot. 12th slots. Okay, I see that. That will be right below Raquel Rodriguez. Raquel will be off this list. Sad times. I'm mm -hmm. sad already. All right. Now we're getting into Raw. After Raw, did Dominic move on your list? No. Well, I, we've already pushed show. down Dominic. Okay. Cody Rhodes. He does didn't he do anything. He didn't do anything. Um, he mean, made a he couple appearances here or there. And yeah, I guess he beat Dominic. I don't know if that's... Where is he at right now on my list? He's not on the list because he's, he's been on the just list? a promo guy. Okay, ha have him right above Dominic. Right above Dominic. So taking over, I'm going to put Charlotte. All right, Cody Rhodes. The story continues. Uh, let's take a look at Kofi Kingston after that big match. Oh, with what Ibarra. a match, man. What a match that was. Uh, yeah, let's have, What do I have him on the list? No. Because uh, he's been off the, we, have Xavier, we had Xavier on the 20th. Yeah, let's uh, let's move Kofi to seventeenth. Um, oh, okay. I think that bumps down one of the members of Judgment Day. That bumps that bumps down Finn. Yeah, I feel comfortable with that. Okay. The thing about Kofi is still getting chance. Mm -hmm. People like Kofi. People like Kofi. Now for Ivar, I think he needs to lose the Viking Raiders gimmick because he showed some great talent. He just looks goofy that he's cosplaying as a Viking dude. But where does <laughs> where does where does Ivar move after that beautiful moonsault? Um, well, he lost, and here's the thing. I think it was, I don't think that this is going to go anywhere with him as a single, so I'll keep him off the top 20. But it, he right, was amazing enough. in that match. Nakamura <sighs> continuing his antics. Yeah, I'm not moving Nakamura. To, I'll keep him wherever Nakamura he is. is not, uh, currently, Nakamura is in ninth. I'll keep him there. 1, 2, 3, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10th. He's in 10th. Uh, Nakamura, I think he needs to change his, his just his outfits. Because when I see him in his jumpsuit, I feel like it's old Nakamura. There's nothing mm, special. There's nothing new about and him. And just if you just change what you did, because he did some nasty things against Ricochet, and he was very violent against Ricochet. I just didn't like the ending. Like, why would why would the face ever hit the heel with the chair? It was it was so dumb. I'm convinced that was Vince. Mm. I'm convinced mm. that's Vince. Where is Ricochet? Uh, is he on the list right now? No, not on the list. Okay. Respect. And I, Piper, Chelsea, Shayna, and Zoe. All no. of them have to be off of it after what happened to them. Yeah. Yep. yep. Nia Jax currently was in first place last week. Uh, we'll move her down. Um, I think I'm comfortable moving her behind Cena. 
Whoa, okay. So uh, right below LA Knight. Okay, okay. That's two X's for Nia Jax. An extra X for extreme. Extreme. Uh, <laughs> Chad Gable. Oh, dude. Off the we list. Ha- we had him at number three. Off dude. the list. Off, Off the, the list. list. Respect, Chad. Bronson Reed. Oh, Does well, he get in the top 20 after this win against Chad? What did this do? For, I guess, I don't know. Um, Like, if I were to put him on the list, it'd be like 18th. 18th? So above Finn or he, below Finn? He, was a, he did more than Finn this week. Okay, but not above Kofi. No, not above Kofi. Bronson Reed. Um, let's take a look at Becky Lynch defending her title against Natalia. Oh. Becky Lynch was not on our list because she wrestled at NXT. But does she join? Again, this is only for SmackDown and Raw, everybody. We can't uh, yeah, I'll have her above Charlotte. Above Charlotte, which is below Grayson Walla. Grayson Walla. Do you think it was her choice of opponents? That yeah, that there? hurt her for sure. The opponent definitely hurt her. Where does Natalia go? She's not on the list. Not on the list. Nope. We're almost done here. Giovanni. Not on the list. On the list. Ciampa. Not on the list. I have that match near the end of Raw. Yeah, I was I was so zoned out by that point, too. Drew McIntyre. Where does Drew go? Who yeah. did not save Jay. I like I like yeah I like what they're doing with him I like this Uh, last time he was in nineteenth on the new yeah I think he needs to move up Uh, let's move him up to twelfth wow so above Grayson Waller above Grayson Waller yeah okay does he sorry does he pass Raquel Rodriguez yes and Seth Rollins uh where is he right now. Right behind Nakamura. I'll put him just above Nakamura. <laughs> so just have him swap swaps. Drew is bo- better things than Nakamura and Seth Rollins. I think so. I think okay. so. I think that's a more engaging storyline at the moment. And we have two more. Jay Uso. Where do we put Mr. Fan the, fan the Crowd? Uh, Jay Uso. What do I have him at right now? I'm in fourth. Yeah, he's he dropping down. Just put him just above, um, actually just below McIntyre. Oh, wow. That's a big drop. It is a big drop. I think it is a big drop. Is it just because it's like they're forcing the face turn of Jay? It, it just also feels, like you said, it feels a little bit forced, feels a little bit contrived, and... Um, <sighs> I feel like they they're making this up as they go as well. Like I, mm-hmm. I I'm not seeing like a logical place where the story can go right now, mm-hmm. especially with now like him turning away the Judgment Day for no good reason. By the way, like all he did was super kick them for no good reason. He he is all he assaulted them really. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, Seth Rollins, your heavyweight champion. Oh, we already did Seth Rollins. No, no, no. We, he's been sitting there at above Nakamura. We didn't. We haven't placed him after the angle of him chasing Nakamura, wanting to challenge Nakamura. Gotcha, gotcha. Being, being thirsty for Nakamura. Yeah, that's, I, I'm kind of digging that. Yeah. I am kind of digging his his thirst, that unquenchable mm. thirst. Uh, let's uh, let's bump him up a couple spots. Let's bump him up three spots. 
three spots. So where does that put him? That would put him above McIntyre, below Rhea Ripley. All right. Okay. All right. And the last one I have questions because I'm just looking over the list. Gunther. Does Gunther, who is currently in fourth, yeah, I need to clean up the list. He was second, right below Nia Jax. Does Gunther lose some shine, knowing yeah. that? What I want, what I, yeah, what I want to happen is I want him you to bump him down to where Raquel Rodriguez is, and Raquel needs to be off the list. Oh my god! Now my girl. Yeah. All right, let's take a look at the list. Let me just go top to bottom. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Now we play the game. Does Sancho get this right? 13, yeah. 14, 15. All right, hit us with the list. 18, 19, 20. Wow. wow. Okay. Let's see if you agree. This is interesting list. This is a very interesting list. So right now, the cutoff is Jimmy Uso. So here we go. At number one, The Rock which had like the most social media views of all time. The WWE is really hyped about that. But if you, did you know that they copyright strike the one greatest TikTokers on the internet when it comes to Santi and some of the greatest ridiculous. ones all beyond ridiculous. They could have been a lot more. Could have been so much more idiots. Second, Pat, uh, Pat McAfee, not the WWE, but the people were copy striking. Probably yes. the TKO. Austin theory at third, fourth, LA Knight, Nia Jax at fifth. John Cena at six, Street Profits at seven, eighth, AJ Stacks, baby. I love that. <laughs> Ninth, Rhea Ripley. Tenth, Seth Rollins. Eleventh, through McIntyre. Twelve, Jay Uso. Thirteenth, Nakamura. Seth Rollins at fourteenth. Gunther at fifteenth. Uh, Grayson Waller at sixteenth. Becky Lynch at seventeenth. Cody Rhodes at eighteenth. Dominic at nineteenth. And Jimmy at twentieth. On the bubble, Kofi, Bronson Reed, Finn, and Damien, and Asuka. I kind of like that, that Dominic is definitely the most heat thing on Judgment Day. But beyond, yeah, he's the most consistent Rhea. thing. He's the most consistent thing on Judgment now, Day. My question before I we officially move on, does Rhea Ripley being off TV hurt her heat, or is she still on that spot? I'm going to keep her. I'm going to keep her on there. She's, she's, she's a champion. Mom. Yeah, and she's mommy. She's mommy. And what I like the most is she's active on social media. Yeah. And she keeps up the, the kayfabe really I love, well. Yeah, she does such a good really job. Well, really well. She does such well. a good and job. With her retweets and her quote tweets, she doesn't do much. And her um, her gym pictures, it just makes you more mad at Dominic. And that's why she's doing it. <laughs> Oh, man. That's your, that's your new, new heat order, the folks. new, new, new heat order. New, new heat order. <laughs> well, folks, uh, thank you very much. If you listen this far, obviously, you like the show. If you are listening to this for free, come check us out on Patreon. You're going to get so much more from the Wrestling is Cool crew. Wrestling is Cool three days early. Wrestling is Cool plus. You're going to get the reviews from Monday Night Raw, Friday Night SmackDown, Monthly Mailbag, and, of course, our watch along. And we're even going to be doing some gaming wrestling content. Come check it out. We've made the cheapest tier is the one that gets you everything. All right. It's the one that gets you everything. So just click the link in the description, patreon.com slash and just come look at the tiers. That's it. Just come look at the tiers. See what interests you. That's it. That's all. Uh, Sancho, where can people find you? Find me at Sancho West. The, the love the pro wrestling committee has been doing for my Twitch stream. Amazing. Every weekday, 930 Central. See you there. There you go. And you're 
you can find me over at Santi's app. And just look up Santi's app and I'll come up. Sometimes it's Mr. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes I'm formal with it. Sometimes I'm not. I don't know. Thank you very much for listening or watching this episode of Wrestling is Cool. We'll see you in the next episode. If you are on Patreon, enjoy your episode of Wrestling is Cool Plus. Cheers. Thank you very much for watching this episode of Wrestling is Cool. And thank you to all of our patrons that are supporting us over on Patreon.com slash Santi Zap. I want to give a special shout out to our producers of this show. We have Cody Cook. We have Austin. We have Ben Calloway. Ben Manlove. We have C. Emo is MBT Spirit Animal, Connor Williamson, Crunchy Tomato, Fod Aldahari. We had Mako Mac Gaming. We had Nicholas Kyle, Squishy, Super Malachi Galaxy, The Bee Meister, and Reese Dowd. Those are our producers for the show. Again, thank you kindly for supporting us in what we do and allowing us to do wrestling as cool as much and as regularly as we do. Thank you so much for your support.